This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You are listening to episode 156, part three, ladies and gentlemen, part three. And uh, before we before we get into this, I'm just going to ask Glenda, I decided, uh, two more questions because I, I think this is important and um, I just did not have time. I've looked it up in the past. I've talked about it on this show. I don't know if there's new information available. Plus, Glenda supposedly only could go back to 2021, but we know that's not true because we got information from Glenda yesterday. But I want to ask Glenda a couple quick questions because we want this information as we're going through the uh, data center. So let's go to our co-host, Glenda. Glenda, how many objects are currently connected on the Internet of Things? All right, so let's see uh, what she comes up with for us, if she can give us an exact number or an estimate. Ladies the number and of objects currently connected to the Internet of Things, IoT, is difficult to estimate precisely, as it is constantly changing and growing. However, according to a report by IoT Analytics, there were an estimated 12. 9 billion IoT devices in use worldwide at the end of 2020. This includes a wide range of devices, such as smart home appliances, wearables, industrial sensors, and more. In addition, the number of IoT devices is expected to continue growing rapidly in the coming years, with some estimates suggesting that there will be more than 30 billion connected devices by 2025. It's important to note that the term IoT can encompass a wide range of devices and technologies, and different organizations and reports may use different definitions or criteria for what counts as an IoT device. Therefore, the actual number of IoT devices in use may vary depending on the definition used. Thank you, Glenda. We, we appreciate that very much. So she's saying 12.9 billion, according to... Um the IoT analytics report, 12.9 billion by the end of 2020. I told you some of her information only goes back to 2021. And then projection of 30 billion, and we want this information, folks, because this is going to show you how the number of devices is beginning to grow exponentially. And then they have to actually track all that data, store all that data, process all that data coming from those devices. So 30 billion by 2025. Now, I've seen in research I've done, and Glenda and I have different sources, that it could be as high as uh, 40 billion now with estimates of 60 billion by 2025. But we know we're in the tens of billions. Now, let's just ask her this you know, Internet of Bodies, those would be the wearables, uh, implantables, things like that. Let's just ask her and see if she has an estimate on that. I haven't looked this up myself. Glenda, can you tell me how many devices are connected? through the classification of Internet of Bodies. All right, folks, so let's see 
what Glenda comes up with here. Again, I technically have not researched this myself, but it would be nice to get an estimate. The term Internet of Bodies, IOB, refers to a subset of the Internet of Things, IoT, that specifically involves connected devices that are integrated with or implanted into the human body. These devices can include wearables, implantable sensors, and other types of medical or health monitoring devices. The number of devices connected through the IOB is relatively small compared to the wider IoT ecosystem. However, the market for IOB devices is growing, with more and more devices being developed and deployed for medical and other purposes. According to a report by Grandview Research, the global IOB market size was valued at $7.1 billion in 2020, and it is expected to grow at a compound annual growth rate, CAGR, of 19. 9% 9% from 2021 to 2028. However, it is difficult to estimate the exact number of IOB devices in use, as this is a relatively new and rapidly evolving field. Okay, so 7.1 billion. She didn't mean $7.1 billion. 7.1 billion. All right, so it's difficult to uh, to estimate this, but let's just ask her one last question because I want this information as we move forward. Glenda, can you tell us how many Apple iWatches and Fitbits have been sold to date? Let's see if she can give us this. She may not be able to, uh, but we might be able to get an estimate. Let's see what happens here. As an AI language model, I do not have access to real-time sales data. However, according to estimates from market research firms and other sources, here are some figures on the number of Apple Watches and Fitbits sold to date. Apple Watch. As of the end of 2020, it was estimated that Apple had sold approximately 100 million Apple Watches since the product was first introduced in 2015. However, it's important to note that this is an estimate and the actual number of units sold may be different. Fitbit. As of the end of 2020, it was estimated that Fitbit had sold approximately 120 million devices since the company was founded in 2007. However, it's important to note that Fitbit was acquired by Google in 2021, and the company's sales figures may change as a result of this acquisition. Again, these are just estimates, and the actual number of devices sold may be different. Additionally, sales figures for both products are likely to continue growing as the wearables market continues to expand. Okay, folks, so that's kind of the information I wanted. So we're talking, uh, you know, billions, tens of billions of Internet of Things devices, sensors and everything connected up uh, into the technocratic prison planet. Obviously, more coming as the smart cities are growing, the 15-minute cities, all this stuff, the smart villages, there's going to be more and more and more. And then we have the Internet of Bodies, which are the wearables and plantables. We're talking in the hundreds of millions, maybe in the low billions, all right, as of right now. And again, her numbers come from studies from around 2020. She cuts off at about 2021, although she has some information that goes beyond that. I don't feel like totally drilling down. I just wanted Glenda to provide us with some basic information. So let's look at this, techjury.net by uh, Deanne Georgiev. Uh, February 7th, 2023. 15 crucial data center statistics to know in 2023. It says data centers play a crucial role in the future of the world economy. Indeed, as more users and businesses move to digital sphere, the need for effective information processing is growing. 
Data centers act as a communication network connectors so end users can gain rapid access to information even when they work remotely. At a time when remote working environments are growing and becoming mainstream, data centers are more relevant than ever. But there's more to data centers than meets the eye. They're at the heart of a digital transformation movement. Here are some surprising data center statistics that'll inspire you to up your digital game. Let's dive right into some. So we're going to look at this similar to when we looked at the amount of data we're actually collecting. All right. This is where it all goes, folks. This is where it all goes. And this is what is behind artificial intelligence. You know, the algorithms, the calculations, the formulas that make up artificial intelligence, something like Glenda and where she's pulling all this data from. But it's all stored here in the data center. So let's take a look at this. It says eye opening data center statistics everything that happens online lives in data centers making them an indispensable technology in modern society and economy global it data center spending is expected to reach 222 billion dollars in 2023 COVID-19, the COVID Land High School Theater production, I put that in, reduced data center infrastructure spending by 10% in 2021. The global data center market is expected to reach 410.4, uh, this is obviously, it should be billion by 2027. So 410 billion by 2027. The U.S. data center market is predicted to be valued at $99.7 billion, so $100 billion in 2023. Data centers are expected to consume 20% of the world's power supply by 2025. That is a very important fact, folks. 20% of the world's power supply will be consumed uh, by data centers. I'd like to see the uh, energy bill for Google or Amazon, you know, two of the biggest players, Microsoft even, Oracle as well. Goes on to say there are 8,000 data centers in the world, all right? Among them, 33% of the data centers are located in the United States. And then it says the top drivers of data center demand are remote work, digitization, digital technologies, OTT services, that's over the top, I'll explain that in a second, and IoT, Internet of Things. All right, so first off, as I said, this is a conservative estimate here, 8,000 data centers. And that goes more along the lines of the research I've done, and we're talking the big data centers owned by Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Oracle, Alibaba, these types of companies. Uh, and that's probably what they're referring to here versus the uh, Uptime Institute study with, what did it say, 500,000? And I'm telling you, that, that includes all these small ones. But it says here, 33% of those located in the United States. So you'd be talking you know, roughly 2,600 and change, 2,600 and 
you know, 65 data centers in the United States. And then the top five drivers, as we just mentioned, are remote work. We know what that is. Digitization, that's converting everything over to digital, e-government, everything else we've been covering here. Digital technologies, you know what that is. OTT services, that's over the top. Uh, And that's referring to really like Amazon Prime, Netflix, HBO Go, basically all the movies and the TV shows, um, even people that take their YouTube shows, their Vimeo shows, they build out over-the-top apps so that you can watch their shows on a smart TV, et cetera. That's what that is. And then IoT, we know that's all the devices connected up to the Internet of Things. It says, if you need to use one word to summarize the above-mentioned stats, it'll be growth, folks, growth. And this is what I'm talking about. We're going to reach this stage of exponential growth. All right, we'll talk about that shortly. It says the data center growth shows no sign of slowing down. On the contrary, the demand for more digital data access, process, and storage is constantly rising. That's what I've been getting at over the last couple of shows. You have to be able to store the data. You have to be able to access the data and be able to process the data. It goes on to say, Understandably, the combination of remote working trends and a tech-savvy society means a perpetual increase of the data center market size. And remember, we reviewed some articles, uh, truthful, that they had, what was it, three quarters, I'm sorry, uh, two-thirds of the world population already on devices. They had over 50% of those connected up to cloud services, and they're aiming for 100%. That's how it has to work to create the worldwide technocracy and a central bank digital currency system. Now, I am from the school of thought they don't need to have it all happen at once on one day with a ribbon cutting for the whole planet. They will take a piece at a time. It goes on to say, yet growth doesn't come without challenges. It turns out that one of the most significant challenges to data center development is how the industry can learn to manage its energy consumption. All right. And this is what uh, we keep talking about here with Wide Awake Jim. Uh, even in the state of Virginia, where I showed you they have a large data center outfit in Ashburn, Virginia, uh, probably all the government stuff. But anyway, that uh, state of Virginia is using uh, 61% fossil fuels to create their electricity. And what Wide Awake Jim has been showing here is that they will never be able to create all of the energy with solar panels and windmills that's part of a grift Uh, but they're going to continue to use fossil fuels based on my research i believe that is true but i don't actually believe they want to get to the point where they're using all solar panels and windmills i think that's how they're selling it to people Uh, and that is a grift it created a whole industry that's going to create the carbon credits which we're already seeing Uh, my father's electricity in the state of connecticut just doubled they just doubled the price of the kilowatt hour literally from day one to day two it doubled he's playing double now he's part of that northeast region that operates on this carbon credit system that wide awake jim has explained here so this is now what we're seeing 
happen, folks. All right. So they're going to be using a lot of energy, as it says here in this article. Data centers are expected to consume 20% of the world's power supply by 2025. Let's continue to dig down into this and show you how it all works and why it actually matters. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. I'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Now, let's just jump back into this here at techjury.net, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so let's look at some general data center facts. It says, let's start by observing the global data center growth trends. Uh, And the point of this, folks, I'm showing you, all right, that this is actually being built it's being constructed it's actually happening all right i ne- i need you to understand that it's actually real you know so folks don't say well this could never happen how would they do that well this is what is going on it says number 1 global it that's information technology data center spending is expected to reach 222 billion dollars in 2023 up from 212 billion dollars in 2000 22 all right so it went up 10 billion it spending on data center systems reached 216 billion dollars in 2021 up 21 percent from 179 billion dollars in 2020 the spending is likely to continue growing exponentially in the future to meet the new demands hyperscale providers such as IBM, our Nazi collaborator buddies, IBM, who was running the uh, punch card systems uh, for Adolf Hitler, and Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos and, and his company, big part of uh, the plan to take over the world here and control, uh, control everything, folks. Uh, and Amazon must develop reliable and flexible data center infrastructure solutions. The table below shows how global IT spending on data center systems has changed from 2012 to 2023. And this uh, chart here runs from 2012 to 2023. And it says uh, data center spending in U.S. billions of dollars. All right, so USD. So you have here in 2012... They were spending about $140 billion. This is data center spending worldwide. And then you go to 2023, $222 billion. All right, so it didn't quite double here over this uh, 10-year period, but it is uh, growing. And as it's saying, it could reach this exponential growth. Uh, Number two, it says the average data center size worldwide is 100,000 square feet 100,000 square feet so you probably live in a house that's about uh, 1200 to 2500 square feet right so if your house is 25 
hundred square feet, you could just multiply your house by forty, and you'd have a hundred thousand square foot data center. It says the largest data center in the world is China Telecom at 10.7 million square feet. 10.7 million square feet, right? So the 100,000 square foot average size times 10 would be a million. Multiply that times 10, and you've got this one, 10.7 million square feet. China Mobile is another giant data center with an area of 7 million square feet. The table below represents the five largest data centers worldwide. So let's look at this here. Largest data centers in the world all right, and so you're going to have the two we just mentioned, China Telecom and China Mobile in uh, Hohat, China. Both of them are there. 10.7 million square feet and 7 million square feet, respectively. And then you have Switch, the Citadel campus. This is in Nevada in the United States. That's 7.2 million square feet. And then you have Cardiff, that's the CWL1 data center campus in the United Kingdom, that's 2 million square feet. And then you've got the Utah data center. I believe Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, mentioned uh, Utah in a recent episode there. Utah, uh, USA, that's where it is, obviously, the Utah data center. That's somewhere between 1 and 1.5 million square feet. All right, number three, a COVID-19 reduced global data center infrastructure spending by 10% in 2021. The coronavirus pandemic caused a dip of 10% in spending. However, data centers have recovered from the COVID-19-related recession. The trend is looking up again with a significant growth forecast for the upcoming years. Now, you would say to yourself, it doesn't really make sense because there was more data that needed to be accessed and processed while people were locked at home in their COVID prisons, uh, going to work remotely and sending their kids to remote school. But maybe there was less data being collected because folks weren't out walking around for three, four, five, six, you know, 12 months in some places. I think when I came to the state of Maryland, COVID kicked off in like March of 2020, I moved to the state of Maryland in about February, March of 2021, and it was still locked down here, folks. Like, it was a ghost town. You went downtown, there was no one. No one. Like, it it looked like a nuke went off in downtown Frederick. So that could have been part of it. And then, obviously, if they weren't sending workers in to work in the data centers, it could have slowed it down. They weren't Maybe they weren't paying employees. So 10% slowdown, but it's back up. Uh, number four, data center growth projections estimate the construction of 4.1 gigawatts underway in 55 markets. There's no growth without construction. The data center sector has already announced 4.1 gigawatts under construction to meet the global demand. With essential supplies, such as electricity and computer chips in high demand, there's no doubt that development projects can be challenging. Besides, there's also the risk of running out of available and or affordable land and power access. All right, so it mentions the risks here. Now, we're going to get into, you know, the computer chips and the metals that are needed, some of the other materials. 
that they are using uh, to build the servers and the computer chips. And maybe there's a shortage of computer chips, as we've heard about going into cars and everything else, because one, they don't want you driving cars. And two, they need those materials to build all the chips going into the servers. But one of the main materials, uh, silicone, which is derived from refining silicon, is essentially, um, it's just infinite, right? It's the second most readily available substance here on Earth to oxygen. It's it's essentially derived from sand. Uh, And so they can't run out of that. We're going to get into that. We're going to break some of that down, maybe today. It says, uh, data center industry trends. The stats below reveal surprising truths about the most significant challenges in the data center industry. So this would be number five here. The industry is expected to consume 20% of the world's energy supply by 2025. We brought that up. Now, this will obviously continue to grow, and it will take a larger percentage of the world's energy supply, all right, Um As the central bank digital currency rolls out because they need more computing power to be able to operate a digital monetary system like that. Now, I'll ask Wide Awake Jim this uh, as he is following this. We see more export terminals, all right, being rolled out here and built in the United States to the tune of uh, billions upon billions of dollars. And then we see import terminals going up in Asia and Europe where they're going to accept it so we're exporting natural gas from the united states importing it into europe and asia all right and we know over in europe places like poland i know this firsthand they are closing coal plants and they're going to replace home energy for people with home heating oil like we have here uh, in some places, and natural gas, as we have here. So a lot of people in Poland now are being forced to do this. Of course, America's building a military base there, so this is part of it. And then we know with the Russia-Ukraine war situation, at least in part, it's about natural gas, or it appears to be, because Russia was supplying the majority of natural gas to Europe. Now the United States has a partnership with Norway with our new pipeline and we are building all these import terminals we want to supply the natural gas to europe so in the case of let's say poland because i follow that news we had poland sign this deal that they were going to stop buying russian natural gas and they're going to be getting it from us so that's partially what that war is about well why are we drilling more here Uh, For natural gas, when we're claiming this whole climate grift nonsense, which Jim has proven, we're going to be drilling more here, exporting more natural gas, and bringing it into Europe. Well, maybe they can't create enough electricity to power the prison planet brain, the data centers, with just coal. So they got to bring in natural gas to power this whole system. Ah, that could be. That could be. Which actually, for Wide Awake Jim... And uh, people that are investing in the oil and gas royalties, that's actually a good thing. This is why I said on the show, sometime, sometimes this scary information, you know, could be a benefit to you. Uh, if you can make an investment in oil and gas royalties and be able to extract some profits for yourself and then use that 
to go and build out your homestead so that you could begin to exit the system. That may be a benefit to you. Again, I mentioned it. Uh, if you're interested, just email me, me at DustinGoldShow.com, and I'll connect you with uh, Wide Awake Jim. He doesn't uh, want his public, you know, like personal information put out in the public. So let me know, and I'll connect it. All right. Uh, this says data storage process and creation currently consumes only 1% of global electricity. You may be tempted to assume that data centers have little environmental impact. However, their exponential growth forecasts a substantial increase in energy needs affecting the overall data center's carbon footprint. All right, so what's happening now is that the guys that are pushing the idea of the uh, climate grift are up against the fact that they are, in fact, carbon increasers right so they have to figure out how to get around that which is probably why they have the grift they're going to say they're going to run everything on solar panels and windmills and we know that's not true uh i think they're going to have access to almost endless electricity if they're going to be using natural gas you know and things of that nature to produce the electricity so this is something they have to take into consideration. All right, folks, let's continue to go down this data sheet. Very important. These are great facts. I pulled this up. I've researched uh, many different studies. I thought this one was the most comprehensive. I did not want to turn this into a long discussion with Glenda. I love her. She's a great sidekick, but I don't want to have to rely on Glenda all the time. I have to do my own research. So we're going to work our way through this, and we're going to watch this video called The Next Server Farm. And this was from seven years ago, produced a year after the Google one came out. And then we're working our way towards this video where we're going to look at Amazon's massive data center. And this was filmed a year ago. Uh, and then we're going to start looking into all the different companies, all the different data centers. And uh, you'll walk away with an understanding of how the heart and the brain of the technocratic prison planet system actually works. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 